0: The wait is over. Ahsoka is here. I guess Ahsoka's uh, been here for a little bit, and you were away. And
1: oh man, yeah. So, yeah, I was on vacation when this—the uh, first two episodes were re- released. And man, like, I could have watched it on my phone. No, but like, I—I I know the hard time you always give Pete, and I don't have like the most spectacular setup. But like I got a 1080p flat screen TV. It's yeah, it's yeah, a little yeah. dated, but it's still a nice TV, right? It's a plasma. And I, I was just like I was just like chomping at the bit to get home and and watch the first whatever was released by the time I got home and could watch it. So yeah, yeah. I was not when watching that, it listen on my when phone, your TV, like,
0: <laughs> when your TV finally dies and you're forced to to upgrade. Your my your world's going to be shook. (laughs) You're just going to (laughs) be like,
1: whoa. Uh, You know what? My, so, yeah, like I've got a Panasonic Plasma. And it's held up exceptionally well. I I, I think some of the darks aren't as dark as they used to be. But, like, there's no burn-in. You've had that that thing at least 15 years. Yeah, more than 15 years. I've had it. I've had it at least 20 years now. That's nuts. Cuz I had it for t- at least 2 years in in Kitchener. Yeah. And when I bought it it was like top it was like the newest technology in this thing. Like uh it's a Viera Panasonic plasma like the okay. the V I think I think it's Viera. Is that how they pronounce it or what it's called? But essentially at the time it was like this new technology that Panasonic was putting in its plasma screenings to like eliminate burn-in, which is like the, like a ghost image. Like if you leave your, your, you pause your video game and you walk away for for more hours. Yeah. Right. So I think, but like I get that ghost image every once in a while. But I think there's something in that technology that, like, it goes away. Right.
0: That's like, if I cool. turn
1: the TV off and turn it back on a couple hours later, it's gone. That's cool. That's So, cool. yeah, like, th- it's held up so well. <laughs> well, hello yeah. and welcome to the Movie Men podcast. Yeah, we're the B team!
0: And uh, as mentioned, we're here to talk about Season 1, Episode 1 of Ahsoka, titled Master
1: and apprentice yes. <laughs> my blood could put, probably it, also be referred to as uh, a master season season five of rebels <laughs> uh, yeah um so
0: i i just want to preface this by saying one thing i've been very vocal about when it comes to star wars my love my interest my thirst is for force wielding light side dark side lightsaber <clears throat> kind of right. stuff to me that is the bread and butter that is the the proprietary aspect of Star Wars that makes it so damn good I don't dislike I, re- I thoroughly enjoyed Andor we had we had nothing pretty much but good things to say about Andor yeah. Um, thought season one of Mandalorian was great. Season two, uh, this is not bad. Season three, what in the hell? <laughs> Book of Boba Fett. What in the hit? He- right. So like, right. But for the most part, you know, part of me, everyone's like, oh, the stupid sequel trilogy. And I'm like, yeah, but there was still the Force and the lightsabers and Palpatine and like, how can you just not like you just gobble that up? So that's all I want to say going into this that, that 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 is what i'm looking for from my star wars um we're gonna do this much the same way that we did um secret invasion so i have a written up recap here of the episode so we're gonna read through that and we're gonna stop and comment when comments are appropriate yay all right episode one opens aboard the new republic vessel which is transporting Morgan... Whoa, 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 L's-
1: whoa, 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 We got... Whoa, what are you doing? Oh, uh,
0: okay, yeah, okay. There's a crawl. He, and here's my beef with the crawl. What are you doing? I mean, to do the crawl and do it not even, like, centered on the screen and not even, like, in the yellow it's, yeah, it's, and it's, it's the wrong type. font... It's- Different and color. And it's like, it, it's, so not only, but it's not just, it's not just that I'm like, oh, well, but that's not the traditional Star Wars crawl. It looks like, it looks like someone did this in 2005 on Windows Movie Maker. Like, it just. <laughs> so you didn't like it. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, I love <laughs> what it says. I'm like, okay, yeah. great. This is setting things up. Because one of the questions I had going into this show Is And there was a very important test for me that this show needed to pass. And that was, okay, yes, this is in many ways the next season of the live action conclusion of Rebels. However, I think Star Wars would be making a very big mistake if watching Rebels before watching Ahsoka was absolutely mandatory. That if you tried to watch this show without having seen Rebels, you would be completely and utterly lost. That the first episode would end and you'd be like, I, I don't know what just happened. Like, I have no idea what's going on. Uh, so that was a very important test that, I, that this needed to pass for me. Um, and I think that having an opening crawl is a good start. They don't talk about Ezra in the opening call it crawl. They don't talk about Kanan. They don't talk about and that's fine. Because really in the grand scheme of the show, at least so far, as far as episode one, yeah, you're aware there's a guy named Ezra. Cool. And that he's gone somewhere. He's missing somewhere. Um, and that maybe that has some sort of tie to this guy named Thrawn. But in the opening crawl is mostly just setting up. There's this big baddie named Thrawn, and that the the even though the empire is gone, that there's this group that's like the the remnants of the empire are trying to get Thrawn back, and that if they get him back, it's gonna be bad yeah. news.
1: So yeah, the the the, the in, a, in a nutshell, the crawl essentially does what the crawl does for the trilogies yeah just it gets you up to sets speed. up the state of the galaxy says a little bit about your main protagonist and a little bit about the main antagonist which yeah. at this point if you've never watched if you have only ever watched live action um uh star wars content so you haven't watched yep. any of this you haven't watched rebels which what's the matter with you if you haven't watched Clone Ouch. Wars. What's the matter with you? Um, then, <laughs> uh, like, you won't know who Admiral Thrawn, you'll know only Admiral Thrawn's name sure. from uh, The Mandalorian, the most recent Mandalorian episode. Seasons. And I
0: think it's, and I think what so they tell you in set this. set that up a little bit more. Yeah, and I think, because, yeah, and like I said, they leave out stuff. Like, you. It, so far, at least in this show, you have no need to know who Kanan is. Like, it's irrelevant. He's gone. He's dead. Yeah. It's over. He was blind you know, whatever. Yeah. Um. I think that this crawl tells you everything you need to know
1: about Thrawn. It, really. It sets things up well. It mentions Ahsoka. It mentions Thrawn. Yeah. And then <laughs> last sentence, the end of the last sentence, it mentions Morgan Elizabeth, who is someone that Ahsoka Tanu took into custody yeah. in, was it Book of Fed or season two? Season two. Of, of uh, mandalorian. it was season two no no the, when when ahsoka did what when she ahsoka I, no, took morgan I think that was into Book of no it was season two because that's where the mandalorian gets the spear from morgan right, wields right. the spear yep, yep, yep. and the duel against ahsoka, ahsoka yep, okay ahsoka okay. takes her into captivity yeah and yeah so this takes right. place sometime after some months after that or years, so we're up to sp- we're
0: up to speed now yeah. Now, so the episode opens aboard the New Republic vessel, which is transporting Morgan Elsbeth to her trial. I gotta put In a class- pause here.
1: Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'll, I'll get through the sentence I, eventually. Yeah. I liked the crawl. I do. Okay. I did. I thought it felt a little odd because it wasn't the crawl we were used to. It's just cheaply. And bad. and all the other all the other ones we've all the other shows have haven't done a crawl. Yep. And. We've been told from the Star Wars people that are making these films that that's because the original trilo- the trilogies are about the Skywalker's legacy. The crawl is connected to them. So like it felt janky because it didn't look like the original. It did feel, I mean, looking at it, like uh, I'm going to be fast forwarding through through uh, the show as, as we talk about it it does look a little kind of, I get, yeah, I could say it looks dated, but I don't, I don't have a problem with it because it's doing its job, but then cutting from that to black space and having a spaceship fly in. Oh, that feels star Wars. So star Wars, that feels star Wars. (laughs) All right. Continue. (laughs) Jeez.
0: In classic star Wars style, it is clear from the beginning that this vessel won't be reaching its destination. (laughs) especially when a mysterious vessel flies into their path using an old Jedi clearance code. Captain Haley, played by Mark Rolston, is quick to call their bluff, welcoming the cloaked figures aboard the ship to get to the bottom of the mystery that is now afoot. And it's cool. It's a cool thing. He's like, "Ah, I'm calling their bluff. And you kind of, like, Captain Haley, you kind of, at least I got, like, I was like, okay, this guy's kind of cool, but also has a little bit of, like, arrogantness about him. Like, he was a little, like, I wasn't sad to see him go.
1: (laughs) It's a really fun, fun kind of scene, this opening scene, because it kind of mirrors the Jedi, Return of the Jedi scene. Yeah. But, like, it shows that this guy's a little bit more in tune with what's going on in the world. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. The people sitting there and Darth Vader's just like, Oh, let
0: them go. (laughs) Yeah. That you can't just trust a clearance code. (laughs) Um, to the outside observer, Balin skull played by the late great Ray Stevenson. And it was so, it's so wonderful to see him in this. And also so heartbreaking just Mm -hmm. to know that, that we lost him, that we don't have Ray Stevenson anymore. Uh in Shin Shin Hati Haiti, played by Avana Sakhano, uh, do look like a master and apprentice Jedi. Though Yeah, they're red lightsabers and the fact that Jedi uh, are few well, orangey more red orange. Orangey red yeah. and the fact the Jedi are now few and far between at this point in the galactic history bring their scheme to an abrupt end. So, yeah, there's and this is a great scene. He's like, you know, uh, check the he, he he turns Captain turns to the one obligatory Mon Calamari that you have to have in every Star Wars <laughs> team. I don't know why. It's like human, 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 Mon Calamari, yeah. human, 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 human. <laughs> Um, and says, you know, check their, get the droid to check their identification. And Ray Stevenson says, allow me to show you our identification. And then Shin loses her shit and starts <laughs> slicing people down. Yeah. And, and Balin uses the force to like, stomp Captain Haley's hand drag him from, in nice with the close. blaster, drag him in nice and close and says, you're right about one thing, Captain we are no jedi and then sp- like runs them through with the lights yeah. it listen this is such a strong opening sequence yeah i love seeing the dark side wielders using the lightsabers like it just it, it, for the first time in a long time
1: yeah it it's felt got, like star wars and and it's got so much uh, it bleeds so much, like oh, this is this this is familiar. Like it bleeds familiarity. Yeah. Oh yeah. Balin and Shin cut down the crew in no time and make
0: their way to the cell where Morgan is being held. This sequence allows Filoni to shoehorn another epic hallway scene into Star Wars logbooks, which will already be a Tumblr gift set by the end. ...of the time that we're done talking about this. Like, it's... Yeah. We got Vader. We got Maul. There's Luke. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Now we got Uh, Bale. (laughs) Morgan is given the honor of being the first character in the series to mention Ahsoka by name... ...as she tells Balin that the former Jedi is in search of the star map that might lead... ...might lead her to Thrawn's location... These are the same details, though more eloquently put, that the audience received in the opening crawl, which does not seem, or which does seem a little counterproductive to me, that there was a, there was a couple moments where I just felt like the episode, like where the dialogue was a little like on the nose exposition-y. Right. Right? It just that like, who is this Jedi? Ahsoka Tano and then this Ahsoka thing comes up like it was epic
1: yeah but uh, we already knew this so I the one of the breakdowns I watched made made a comment about this and they they made a point of saying they could have done it better and the way they described they could have done it better oh uh, like as soon as you hear it you'll be like oh yeah that is way better so imagine the scene in your head right She's walking out. He's behind him. Who, what, who's the Jedi that's done this. And just before she's about to say it, they cut to the title card. That would have been much better. Right. Instead you get her better. Yeah, And the way he puts it, like instead we get her saying it. And then this awkward second or two of them walking off screen.
0: Yeah. 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 Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, From there, we join up with Ahsoka as she searches for the aforementioned star map on a sandy planet steeped with
1: lore and
0: ancient ruins. Yeah, very she,
1: Japanese Yes, samurai film influence here too. As she
0: puzzles her way through the crumbling ruins and uncovers the location of the relic, which I'm just going to say right now, in what world is this star map not an apple of Eden from Assassin's Creed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's pretty
1: oh yeah
0: okay like it's not even I, similar it, it, when I,
1: it is what it is when I saw it I was like this where looks so familiar where have I seen this before yeah, yeah it lights it, up have the I same seen way. something like this in Star Wars yeah. before a no. video game or something no it's an where, Apple reading. It's, it's a completely different franchise. Yes, you're right. That's where I've seen it before. It's all I could think the whole it's time. It's exactly what it is. I was yeah. like, what are they
0: going to, like, and then, so that was because they're talking about, like, oh, this place was built by, like, a long ago civilization from, you know, where, and I'm like, right, the Isu. Yeah, it was the Isu. The Isu, and then they left the Peace of Eden there, right? I was just like, yeah. what is happening? This is, this is, Star Wars is just a big simulation. <laughs> exactly. Um, she finds the relic. Um, it's a lengthy segment of a 50-minute episode clocking in around five minutes of screen time as Ahsoka and Hu Yang, who I think is my favorite character at this point. Hu Yang, the, the, the droid? Yeah. The, so the temple good. droid. Yeah, he's really um, cool. Make their departure from the newly destroyed planet. Was Hu Yang in Clone Wars? Uh, He was in Rebels. He's helping some younglings like they go they have to go to the ice planet to get their kyber crystals. I'm pretty sure that was Rebels. Yeah. No that was that was because I haven't seen Rebels. uh, uh, I think it was Clone Wars. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely in Clone Wars then yeah. Um, (laughs) um, Make their departure from the newly destroyed planet which is so good. He's like I will sit down in front of you and she's like no you won't. (laughs) He's like I don't understand. She's like just keep flying and open the hatch. (laughs)
1: Like um it was so good um yeah um uh, there was there was a cool moment when she's trying to unlock the puzzle to get the are we going to call it the apple of eden from now on is that it has to be yeah the apple <laughs> just the apple uh, that that uh because she's hearing voices as she's doing it she's essentially this whole s- series she's essentially picked up uh, or learned how to do is the force ability that what's his name uses in the um, uh, the new, newest Star Wars games. What's uh, the EA ones? Uh, the Fallen Order. Fallen Order. Yeah, where you can like touch something and then like get see the past and stuff like that. Right. Um, there's she, like uh, shadows of memories. Yeah. Yeah. So she's. It yeah. seems like she's picked up that because she hears voices and uh i've heard the, the voices she she's hearing here seem dark and ominous yep. and uh i've heard two theories one is that it's Darth Maul which doesn't make a lot of sense and the one the one that makes more sense is that it's the brother right Do you know who i'm referring to when i say the brother
0: yeah darth maul's brother no no
1: no, the, the brother. So,
0: Oh, oh, of the, yes, okay. The brother the, the, who is the, the dark essence of the dark side of the, side, and side and of the, the
1: force. Because yeah. essentially Ahsoka is the essence of the light side of the force at this point in Star Wars. Because in the Clone Wars, this, the sister dies, who's the essence of the light side. There's the brother, the sister, and the father. Brother's dark side. She dies to save light Ahsoka, side.
0: doesn't
1: she? She dies, but in her dying moments she transfers her some of her essence into ahsoka essentially making her the right. essence of the light side of the force the light side yeah so right kind of an interesting thing there then that one makes way more sense
0: yeah i mean i understand the darth maltai because there's a lot of mention of dathomir in yeah. this place and the witches and stuff but like yeah it seems like uh, like maybe a bit of a stretch um so, that's, so that, they escape that's kind of a cool thing they anyway. escape and uh, Hira, Hira Sindala, Sendula. Debriefs Ahsoka, Sedula, um, <laughs> <laughs> Briefs Ahsoka on the incident that has happened aboard the vessel that was carrying Morgan Elspeth. Uh, Ahsoka checks out the these these hologram security recordings and is not able to identify the master and apprentice. Given the lightsabers, and abilities, Hu Yang believes that they may have been former Jedi and Ahsoka asks him to run a search on the lightsabers in hopes of identifying
1: them. Yeah. So fun fact about Huyang, Yang, for those that don't know is he's, he's an ancient droid that's been with the Jedi order for thousands of years, like longer than Yoda has been alive. And he's got a running database of like every known lightsaber ever created almost. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Do they, did they um, mention that in the show or am I thinking I of think so. something else? Yeah. It's something I'm thinking else. of that probably from his other appearances, but yeah, this, but he, he so does, really cool. he does
0: say, he does say later on at some point, he's like, you know, Oh, in the 500 years, in the last 500 years, I've only known one Jedi to have crafted a lightsaber that looks like this. And yeah, you know, um, so, Ahsoka reveals that the star map she tracked down might lead to the location of Thrawn, which surprises Hera. Hera's like, it can't yeah. be. He died in the Battle of Lothal, <laughs> taking Ezra Bridger with him. Given the history between Hera and Ahsoka, it seems odd that they're just now having this discussion. Why so? Well, just because if... Ahsoka like because they're close and so if Ahsoka thinks that Thrawn is out there and Ahsoka's going on this big hunt it just seems weird that this is the first
1: Hera is finding out about it um I would say yes and no like because it's pretty like even even Ahsoka mentions in this episode like er, that she doesn't know if it's true she right. doesn't know if she believes it right. she just knows her enemies believe it and that's enough for her so she's right. not going to be she. she's looking for proof enough that they that she can like get help assuredly that's that's my interpretation of it like she's not going to raise the hopes of her friends that their friend is alive who sacrificed himself to save save them? Like she's not going to raise their hopes unnecessarily. So now she's she's starting to like she's got an orb, right? Like I have something that right. might lead to this bad right. dude. I wasn't, wasn't going to our friend. I wasn't going to bother you with a hunch.
0: Yeah. Um. In a sheer bizarre coincidence, at this very time on Lethal, the local leaders are memorializing Ezra's sacrifices with a mural that depicts the crew of ghosts, of the ghost. Now, listen. This mural is total blatant fan service.
1: It is. I love it.
0: And I I thought it was tacky. Did you really? I thought it was tacky just because it was clearly just like in the art style of rebels. And so it, it, to me, it was just like, well, that's a weird coincidence that the dude you got to paint this, I guess has seen the first couple seasons.
1: I like, I, I don't know. It was just okay. like, now, I thought you, it was tacky okay. as somebody who you've, cause you've not watched rebels. No. Okay. No, I watched, so, I watched a very lengthy sort of, so, this is, this is your idiot. problem <laughs> right here, right? So, this mural is in Rebels in a very okay. similar artistic style. Not only that, the person who did the mural, um, is, is, uh, oh, shoot, what's her name? Sabine. Okay. So, like, but
0: I, I still think it's tacky. Like, I uh, even, even, it had, had this been a callback to, Clone Wars, and it had been in the artistic style of Clone Wars. I'd be saying the same thing. I I just think that like it it's a it's fan service that could have gone either way. And I, for a lot of people, obviously yourself, it's gonna hit. For me, I was like, eh. It seems you would have preferred
1: what a more realistic. just something something that was like clearly realism. Yeah. Or something that was
0: just clearly them, but, and it could have been in like an artistic style or something, but I think it's just a little, like it's almost fourth wall breaking to me. Right. To, to give a tip to the animation style of a show is, is, was just hacky to me. And, and and I'm conceding that it's Uh, like that that's a, to me thing. Right. But for me, it didn't work. I don't
1: know. I <laughs> Which is I fine. hear what you're I saying. I acknowledge that you like it, but I disagree because I fine. would say it's not even in the animation style of the of of the oh, I totally show. Is. The bright blue it's, eyes and the-, the colors, the color palette is similar. But like, I'm looking at a stopped frame of it right now, and like Zeb does not look like the same style that he does in the in the show. Like. Uh. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Zeb's Zeb's face is like... I guess I'm mostly looking
0: at Ezra in this image. And I'm going, Ezra's a dead ringer.
1: Yeah. But I would say it's not an exact... Like, even the Lothcats at their feet are definitely not in the style.
0: All right, all right. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. it just seems
1: it just seems out of place it, that it's, it's such a it's, cartoony it is cartoony I'll give you that I will concede the point that it is cartoony looking yeah but it is it is a mural right okay. it's a it's a mural that somebody painted well, Sabine it's, needs to it's up not her it's obviously it's now. not a blue screen somebody has actually no. painted this on a probably a foam wall that they turned into made to look like rock <laughs> but yeah. 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 Um, okay. I disagree.
0: Right. That's way. fine. Uh, the kem chem- com- the commemoration words are hard. The commemoration goes awry, however, when the keynote speaker Sabine Wren fails to show up. At this point, Master and Apprentice gets some much-needed life injected into it with the introduction of Sabine, who has skipped out on the commemoration in favor of speeding out of town while listening to some grungy space rock. Okay. <sighs> <laughs> I hated this song. I love this scene. I love this scene in the introduction of Sabine, and it tells you everything you need to know about her. And the way she, like, lowers the speeder and, like, skids under the, the airship. Like, it's fantastic. But I hated the music. Hated it. And I'm a rock guy. But it just felt so. Every time we've seen music, for the most part, in the Star Wars universe that is not orchestral music, right? Like, music that's actually taking place within the show or movie. It's stuff like the Cantina Band. It's stuff like... It's otherworldly instruments. It's instruments that aren't earth instruments. And I'm listening to this rock song. I re- I went back and I listened to it a second time, just to confirm. This is just an electric guitar and a bass guitar and a drum set. It is. It is just... It just doesn't fit. It just felt so like, I actually wrote down here, I was like, it, does this scene confirm the existence of electric guitars in Star Wars? Because it's just, I don't know. It For some reason I was just like, this feels it's fun and punchy, but something about it feels off and feels out of place in Star Wars. Now tell me why you loved it and I'm wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just want to kind of Pair it back, try and pair it back in, in different words. So, so okay. you didn't like it because it sounded like the instruments used were too earthly? Yeah. Like, I, so yes, it just sounded like. So it wasn't that it, it was rock like, and roll.
0: Well, it just sounded that it like <laughs> that it was just regular rock and roll. And I actually had to look it up. I looked up the song because I didn't know, because um, the actress that plays Sabine. She's she was born in Australia, but she's half Italian, half Chinese. And so in this moment, I looked it up because I thought, well, there's the possibility that this is just Chinese rock and that they've put it in there as to sort of pay tribute or in, you know, like whatever. Yeah, right. I hear what you're saying. Um And it does. It sounds like it could just because I'm like, well, I don't recognize the language. It's obviously not in English, but it sounds like it's of earth. And so, I'm just gonna look this up and and probably see that it's just some Chinese punk rock song. And it wasn't, it's a song created for the show and it's supposed to be in some, like whatever alien language. But the fact that I could listen to it and and not know that it wasn't just Chinese rock, to me, that was the weird thing. I was like, ah, it just feels like, you know, feels like earth. It it It's kind of like star-lording Sabim where it's just right. like oh, it's just some human that's listening to human rock mm. yeah I don't know it wasn't for me
1: uh, I, um, I didn't have an issue with it I don't know if I would say I loved it <laughs> but I like didn't I'm not taking any issues with it, it like kind of upbeat rock type ish music is kind of already canon within the world in that you know like the The remastered um, Return of the Jedi in the in Jabba's palace, we got Cy Snoodles and the the band playing some very r- kind of rock style music, like like jazz rock, yeah. But it's yeah. but they're
0: still like you're seeing these instruments and they're not. No,
1: yeah, it it it's and, just it, an and I would guitar. I would I would agree. Like it didn't look or sound like earth rock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh but I would say it didn't bother me or take me out of it to the same degree you did because I know I'm suspending my disbelief a bit more. I could uh, explain it away in that, you know, like I, um for the most part, physics and the way things work in Star Wars outside of the force are the same for the way we, we understand them nat- on earth yeah, uh, in, in the real world. So a, a woodwind instrument and a string instrument theoretically should work the same. So it's, I mean, if they come up with a hyperspace travel, who am I to say that somebody hasn't made some form of an electric guitar? <laughs> y- yeah. So, but I hear what you're saying. It doesn't bother me. I'm not going to push it. If it didn't work for you, it didn't work for you.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. So then, yeah. So basically some dude sent yeah. to to go collect her. And yeah. she tells him to suck an egg. <laughs> and then takes off. Yeah. And takes off in a really cool badass way. Yeah. She Very gets back home. She greets her space cat. Loth cat. Yeah, it's a space cat. It's a loth cat. It's, it's just, a, it, it it's meows a and it purrs and it chirps the way a cat does. But it has um, bird feet. <laughs> we learn a little bit more about who Ezra is, or rather was, at her brightly painted home where she lives with her Loth cat. Sabine reminisces about her old friend while watching a hologram he left for her.
1: Mm-hmm. It was emotional. It mm-hmm. It was touching. Yeah, even for someone we, who hasn't seen Rebels. We we do even get a, a shot of her in the foreground of one of the shots when she's rifling around yep. on the floor for this thing. Some yeah. of her Mandalorian armor, her helmet sticking out of a bag.
0: And I love that her house is just riddled with stacked, like beat up stormtrooper and scout trooper helmets yeah. and stuff like so, that. That was cool.
1: Yeah. So fun fact for you, since you don't you didn't watch the show, this is actually Ezra's house. Oh, is it? This, okay. This is where Ezra used to live, and okay. Ezra, Ezra collected, uh, had a habit of collecting store store different imperial helmets. Right. Okay. So a lot of the stuff on the walls is his, in here. She's obviously right. made some of it her own, uh, but with some of the art on the walls and stuff. But it's it's Ezra's place.
0: Right. Okay. Um, bup, 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 bup. Lothal becomes the main point for the remainder of the episode, with Morgan directing Shin to travel there, rather cryptically. Balin is kind enough to explain that Ahsoka's former apprentice, Sabine Wren, calls Lothal home, and that Ahsoka will likely take the star map there. Uh This piece of information might be surprising to fans of Rebels, as it yeah. was never really established in the series, considering Ahsoka is not a Jedi, and was far removed from the Order when she teamed up with the Ghost crew. It seems odd that she took Sabine as her apprentice, especially when she knows where the path can lead. Of course, Balin and Morgan are correct. Ahsoka heads straight to Sabine on Lethal, where Sabine is being lightly... <clears throat> uh, Oh, where she's being lightly reprimanded for missing the ceremony.
1: Yeah. Oh, on top of that, uh, stuff about the the oddity of Ahsoka taking her as an apprentice, she's not force sensitive. Not really. No. She's got no no force capabilities. She's yeah. just and Hup- she's Huyang. she's a Mandalorian, so she's very proficient with pretty much any weapon she picks up. And she yeah, has so- had training using a lightsaber because right. Uh, Ezra Bridger's master taught her how to use the dark saber, because she held right. wielded the dark saber for a time. Right. So she's, yeah. So it's it's it, it is kind of an interesting thing that we're like, oh, this is okay. Okay. Th- this was yeah. a thing.
0: Um, rather than leading with Thrawn as she did with Hera, Ahsoka tells Sabine that the star map might lead them to Ezra. Sabine seems less convinced that Ezra might be out there, but willing to listen to what Ahsoka is involved in. Ahsoka and Sabine have a tense conversation about their tenuous relationship during Sabine's apparent Jedi training, which establishes that they had some sort of falling out. Their reunion is interrupted by Hu Yang, who who has identified Baylin Skull as a Jedi who disappeared at the end of the Clone Wars. Before <laughs> you just said skull,
1: skull. Sorry, skull, skull. skull. Yeah, S K O L L. Balin skull. Okay, it sounded like you said as identified Balin's, Balin's skull. skull. <laughs> I know this jawline anywhere.
0: It's it's Balin's lightsaber. He identified Balin's lightsaber, yes. <laughs> but, but as a Jedi who disappeared at the end of the Clone Wars. Before departing to go over their findings, Ahsoka warns Sabine not to take the star map, which she does not obey. She takes the apple. Tempted by the apple. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, Shin is already hot on Sabine's trail, though she kindly waits to spring her attack until after Sabine figures out how to get the star map to work. Despite the star map proving difficult for Ahsoka to figure out, Sabine manages to figure out how to crack the code rather quickly. Before she can really relish in her discovery, Sabine is jumped by a pair of droids that steal the star map and take it back to Shin. Sabine okay. grabs Ezra's lightsaber and takes off after Shin, calling <laughs> Hu Yang for backup, and things go pretty badly.
1: Did, did you... I think they they've mentioned this already. I think she meant uh, Ahsoka mentions this um, uh, to um, Oh, what's her name uh, to Hera. She might think she Hira? mentions this to Hera. not Hera, Hera. Um, do you know what kind of droids these are? This this will probably tickle your fancy if well, you. Well, they're H K something, right? H K assassin droids. Yeah, which. Were kind of introduced to Star Wars in the Knights of the Old Republic games. Oh right, okay, yeah, right. Isn't that cool?
0: That <laughs> <laughs> is cool, and it 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 helps because yeah, there it, was times in this episode where I was like, really, like another new draw. Like it, it's Star Wars has just become this thing where we can just throw anything right. at the wall, and
1: people yeah, can just, just make re-canonizing up new whatever. This old that's right. Yeah, they don't look I don't think they look very similar, but that's fine. <laughs> I yeah. think that's alright.
0: I also like
1: I don't know. I listen,
0: I I've grown to love the Ahsoka character after having watched Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And after watching this episode, I've grown to really love the Sabine character. But every time they introduce something new to Star Wars, it it I've never loved the idea that Ahsoka survived post-Empire. And I've never loved the idea now that in doing so, she was training, during the time of the Empire, she was training other Jedi, so to speak. Um, because, Because... In some ways, it it cheapens aspects of Luke in the original trilogy. I wouldn't
1: say she's training anybody in the original during the time of the Empire.
0: Well, okay, or very shortly after. Sure, she's
1: active in fighting the Empire, but. she th- like, she didn't train do do much of any. She did maybe did like a very minimal training, right? For okay. Ezra fine. and his master, but
0: fine. But my point remains with Ahsoka then, because in the original trilogy, it is very much laid out or painted for us that it, it it's Luke is kind of it that there's Luke All is the last force sensitive person out there. Right. And and if if all else fails with Luke, then maybe Leia. But but that's it. And so the fact that while all this is happening there's a force sensitive lightsaber wielding former Jedi out there who knows Anakin probably better than just about anybody else
1: <laughs> right? right and has who, who, already faced him as Vader during the, the empire times yeah, is essentially the essence of the, the light side
0: <laughs> so it just to me that just cheapens things it's just mm-hmm. like you know but whatever yeah, interesting um so da, ba, ba, before Ahsoka can get yeah, so it, I want to point out Sabine obviously gets her ass handed to her, but she's not completely devoid of lightsaber
1: abilities. Like she holds her own for in a This bit. lightsaber duel, yeah, yeah. She she yeah. has training. She yeah. yeah. She she lacks in the like the kind of the precognition and the the natural the kind of the natural affinity for a lightsaber that a trained Jedi has. Yes, or in this uh, case, a Padawan learner. <laughs>
0: Before Ahsoka can get to her, Shin runs Sabine through with her lightsaber, leaving her presumably to die. At
1: least on death's doorstep, yeah. End scene. And that's it. That's the end episode. episode Um, So, Carl,
0: was episode one of Ahsoka a win or a fail for you? Oh, it was a big
1: win. Loved it. it. It had... Um, we and me specifically I've have hated on member berries in the past <laughs> mm. because they've done but they've been poor like a member berry something that's calls back to something else to kind of rouse emotion if done right is is really good so uh the mural here right for you it it's a miss right like it, it doesn't land yeah for me it's a huge it's a member Barry member member the the mural mm-hmm. from the show right because this mural's in the show but it, it lands and it, it but it's not like out of place it's not like slapping me across the face it's it's like it, it makes sense for this to be here. It makes sense f- to introduce these characters. That that whole scene is just a big member berry in itself because the the white-haired bearded dude is a is a is a character from the Rebels show. The dude he gets to come speak in place of Sabine is a character from the show. Right so the whole thing's just a big member like the whole episode is essentially a big member berry with this se- with the exception of a few things. Right. But it it's all it's all kind of a ne- necessary for the for the story. Like none of it feels out of place to me. Right. Right, right. Okay. So I, right. I think I think it does a really good job of setting up sort of actually reintroducing and setting up the new um conflict. Reintroducing characters and setting it, setting up the new conflict. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It does it, keeps it intriguing, keeps it keeps it action filled and fun. And uh yeah. So I loved it. And uh what say you, sir, who have never watched Rebels and are watching season five, but uh, likes watching things in order. <laughs>
0: This was an unmitigated win. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so good.
1: Even like, even with the the scrawl and the picture the mural and yeah, the rock music and Yeah,
0: even with that. Those are small little the fact that we have I and I don't care that Ahsoka's is like, "Oh, I'm not a Jedi." Screw you. Yes you are. We have nah, Jedi <laughs> and we have Sith-esque people. And we have, like, it's just, we have light side and dark side force wielders with lightsabers. And I'm here for it. Yeah. Like, I'm so, I hope, I hope the show continues sort of in the same tone and feel that this episode has. Because I loved it. I really yeah, loved it it. it. it sets up the show really well for yeah. what's what's to come. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Make sure you check out our Facebook, Instagram, and X. All listed down below. Uh, Support the show on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. You'll get some rewards for doing so, and uh, we've got merch.
1: We got things that you can put on your body, yeah, or on your table, or Or in your cupboard,
0: in your closet,
1: or on your your cat. Do we We have
0: socks? Oh, we we don't have socks. No.
1: What?
0: No, no. We're we're it's the Barefoot Podcast. Oh. That's that's what the show was originally called, and then we changed it because we're like, well, that doesn't make any sense. But we've we've held true to our tenants, and we, we we're not selling socks to hell with that.
1: All right, let those toesies Enough. air. Yeah, let the dogs out.